Hey y'all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and I'm joined by John. Hey, hey yo. Jonathan, how you been doing, man? Good, good. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on Geek Freaks, so it's kind of uh, fun to be back. <laughs> Excited. Well, it's it, that's the nice thing with the rotating cast is that, you know, like, Squeaks comes in and then he's got, you know, baby stuff. And then so this week, actually, most people are busy, so I was surprised that even you were able to join. You know, a lot of people all booked mm-hmm. up. Uh, but as for the news of the network, we have the finale for round three coming up on Saturday. Uh, actually, I, I do feel like this has actually been their best two episodes. It's, a, it's the end of a two-parter as well. They're making a fighting game based off of Disney characters. And what I like about it is, like, if you and I were to do this, I'd probably be like, yeah, Goofy, he's tall, so he has, like, more reach. But they're going into, like, <laughs> the science behind it. They're like, well, yeah. you know, Simba's got this certain muscles, and this means he would be really quick, and da-da-da-da-da. Like, they actually go into, like... <laughs> really what it would be like um a couple fighting game nerds <laughs> that. uh how nice. are things going over at trek freaks you just had a, a really cool guest on there yeah yeah it's really good i'd love i mean i love talking about star trek in general uh we're going you know one episode at a time of the original series reviewing them uh we had yeah mr john kirk joined us a couple episodes ago uh he's a great guest it's great to have him on he's very very knowledgeable when it comes to star trek just a fun guy to talk to so it's, it was a delight yep. to have him join us. Uh, we're looking forward to you know more episodes we have coming out soon. We're looking for more guests, so we're still uh, hoping to get more more people involved in Trek or other fans if they're really you know passionate yep. about certain episodes to to join us. But it's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, John Kirk particularly is a, a writer for a lot of the websites that I use. Dead of Geeks, we mm-hmm. use it for Geek Freaks all the time, and Trek Core, I use that for Geek Freaks and and honestly just for my own geeking out. So yeah, it's been cool. <laughs> it's cool talking to, or hearing from one of the writers. Uh, we mm-hmm. will note that Marco's very vocal about having John on the show as well. We could hear him in the background. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Making sure to step up. Um, so yeah, so check out all the podcasts, guys. We have a new uh, Disney Mom Gone, Gone Wrong coming out this week. Uh, it's going to be their Toy Story episode. Um, did you have a chance to hear their recording on the Thor episode? Which is, spoiler alert, there's a Thor episode, guys, coming up, but it's not until like next month. You know what's funny is, I I didn't I haven't heard the full recording of it. I was in the room when Susie recorded her portion of it, and so I I could only hear one side of the conversation. But I was like, oh my god, I want to chime in. I even did a couple of times, like yell her an answer from across the room. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I want to chime in so much. Some of the stuff it's like, how do you not know these things? Like, I we know. talk about this stuff all the time. <laughs> I remember I have a terrible memory in things that I don't particularly care about right. or don't really pique my interest or whatever. Uh, and she has to remind me of these things all the time. So it's like, okay, yeah, this is something that you didn't grow up with that you're not really, you know, deep into. So to not remember a lot of details, I get it. But, uh, but yeah, it sounded like a very uh, uninformed conversation where all of it them were kind of guessing so about hard to listen to. <laughs> like, like they're yeah. they're amazing, and I love their show, yeah, yeah. and I love editing their show. But one is something that I could like answer every question that they're sitting there. <laughs> And Squeaks was on the show specifically for this reason. He was supposed to be the expert. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Squeaks, what? <laughs> like, you're supposed to know. Yeah. He's like, that's a good question. I wonder if Odin did steal Loki. He's like, no, Loki was abandoned. Like, I actually, that was that was the one thing where I was like, okay, like, I got to text you guys this because it's driving me absolutely nuts to not tell you what's going on with this. Um, yeah. So check when, it out, guys. I, <laughs> when I heard they wanted to attend a tiptoe into MCU, I was surprised. It's like, are you sure you guys want to do that? Yeah. It's kind of a big undertaking. Not that, you know, the movies are too complicated or anything like that. The movies have passionate fans. You're you're getting away from like some of the Disney cartoon movies that we grew up with and you're getting into the comic book world. And so you got to do it right if you're going to get into it, which 
we're not yeah, experts. I'm, Even we are no. barely just barely yeah. grazing it. You know, there's a lot of great co- uh, podcasters out there that just do comic book stuff, and it's yeah. amazing talking to them because they know stuff I don't know. But wow, but it's exciting because yeah. <laughs> now they're going to be learning this, I mean, and, and us too in the process. Yeah, uh, so much more of you know this whole, especially the Marvel, you know, MCU, uh, but just the comic book world in general. So it'd be fun to see them peel back the layers in that. I liked how, I think it was Susie that was saying, like, oh, I got the idea from when we were at the convention and we had the MCU board and people were so passionate. I got the idea from that. And I was like, yeah, they were passionate. <laughs> think about yeah. how, how if you get something <laughs> wrong, that's a whole different group you're pissing off now. <laughs> yeah, and and so that's where I was, I was even telling her, and I know this would be a different format and this would be really hard to do. It would take a lot of work and dedication, but instead of taking one movie, and that we actually talked about this, me and her, a long time ago about earlier Disney movie, but instead of just reviewing one movie, review an entire either character or series of movies about this character so watch all of the thor movies and then review that as a whole yeah you know instead of one movie standalone and then the second one and they're very isolated if you watch them by themselves but the fans didn't watch it by itself they watched them all and their opinions are based on all of them so i'd say watch all the content about a certain character and then a thorough review but that would take a ton of time for them to prepare for it and they try to you know, release episodes faster than that. So there was something that they brought up and I think is something we might capitalize on. All three of the girls were saying that like MCU and well, really just Marvel movies. I don't even think they were calling it MCU. I think Squeaks might have changed that, but was saying they're so daunting that they, they, they hate to even approach the movies that it's mm-hmm. a little, it's a little overwhelming seeing this, this Marvel library. And I wonder if that's a common thing for people who don't follow the news like we do. What do you think that's something that's pretty common? Yeah, probably. That makes sense. Um, like when, when you guys talk about video game news and I get all my video game news from you, but if I were to say, you know what, I want to become more of like a gamer and I want to know what's going on in the world. It's like, where would I even start? There's just so much, you know, to deal with or like, um, like somebody who's never watched any of the Star Wars movies, like, or, or Star, or Trek, Star Trek. They say, you know, what? Yeah. I, I, I want to be a Trekkie, but where do I start? There's so much content to digest to even, you know, you don't even know where to start to see if you even like it. So, yeah, yeah, to to do that with the MCU, it is pretty daunting because there's so much and not only so much, but it's so intertwined and there's so much. So you can't really start like mid-series and some whatever movie. You kind of need to start at the beginning for some of it. Uh, And like you said, people are so passionate about it that you're kind of afraid to tiptoe into it and not know what you're doing or not know what you're talking about. So I'm thinking maybe we could do a like four-part miniseries maybe on sloop where Mm -hmm. we kind of and it would be great if if some of the disney moms would join us because they're the ones with the questions and like try to dispel some of the mystery behind the marvel universe and just try to break it down as simple as possible but i will say in thinking about this idea that i've had since i've edited that episode i'm thinking like okay so there's two ways if you go this we could go like sloop special marvel explained or like marvel simplified but it's super easy to call it mansplaining marvel (laughs) and because i'm already thinking it's me trying to say like all right now pay attention there are multiple universes and like like i could i I could easily say that i would get a little too excited i think and try to explain the marvel and might you know not sound mansplaining (laughs) Mansplaining pretty quick yeah that's true yeah like oh we created a disney moms group just so we can be men explaining to the moms the real the real way things are supposed to be or something yeah Yeah, that's a that's a uh, sensitive topic i think we'll figure it out because i I really think there's something there and i i have been thinking about another sloop kind of spinoff thing where we like i said marvel's projects coming up 
we dive into the Marvel encyclopedia and actually go over each character that's going to be in there, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something there. Maybe the, if you guys think that that would be useful, if you're listening to us, you're not very familiar with the big massive MCU, and you would like like a four episode explainer of the easiest way possible, uh, let us know what you think about that. We might put something together. I think there's something there. I just don't know if we're 100 right to be. Definitely not solo. I definitely want the girls involved because there's questions that I don't yeah. know need to be answered. So, but that Thor, very special. Disney Mom's Gone Wrong will be coming out on the day the Thor movie comes out. Love and Thunder. So watch Love and Thunder, get excited, and then go home and listen to and get enraged if you have that nerd rage built up <laughs> by a, a really fun Thor episode. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, there was a definitely parts where I was like, come on. You know, that was just funny. <laughs> get um, out your Googlers. <laughs> get out your Google, which was Squeaks' yeah. old job back when we used to meet in the, in the studio. Um, he was our Googler. Yeah. But by the way, thank God we're not doing that anymore. Remember when it was like 100? Today's like 100 degrees. Yesterday was 105. Oh, yeah. Remember when it used to be that we would all four of us be in a yeah. tight little room like this and just be like sweating with, with big and trying to talk and a about a lot of heat. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah. We didn't want the AC on because it would make so much noise and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, was, uh, yeah. Remote r- remote recording is a lot better. <laughs> yeah. It it really is. I hope you guys agree. Those are listening. By the way, a, a little behind the scenes. I know we're kind of starting differently than we normally do. We usually do a question. We're forgoing the question this time around. Um, editing note for you guys wanted to know some stuff. So. Geek Freaks is now going to be going off the, the minus 16 luff system, the standardized system. It's the radio standard. So a lot of bigger podcasts are doing this and we're going to be embracing it as well. Basically what this means is that the, the loudness of our podcast, the, I want to say volume, but it's not technically volume. It's considered loudness of our podcast will be on par with a lot of the biggest podcasts in the world. My favorite murder, the dollop others. Those are the two I listen to, <laughs> but um, it'll be all part of those. The idea is that you shouldn't have to, turn a podcast up or down the volume when you go from podcast to podcast so we're going to be going with the radio standard from here on out the negative 16 all of our shows will be geek freaks trek freaks pushing buttons all of them so let us know what you guys think if it, we're going to slowly start going through our back catalog you got to remember we have about 400 episodes in the back catalog we're going to slowly start going through those and mastering all of those up to the negative 16 loves so you don't have to change volume and make everything uh, a-okay for everybody all right Jonathan. We're going to go into some reviews and some news, but we're going to start off with the reviews. Did you get a chance to watch the brand new Miss Marvel? Uh, yeah, yeah. I watched the, I, I didn't see like the last minute of it probably, uh, but I watched most of uh, the new Miss Marvel and it was, I thought it was really good, honestly. Uh, I know it's not targeting me, I don't think. It's right. primarily targeting a little bit younger audience, high school kids, young adults, early 20s kind of thing, which is great. And I think they did a good job, or maybe even middle school kids. Uh, I think they did a good job of targeting them, but still making it fun and interesting for, you know, people our age. Yeah, so it, has, was good. Yeah, it has a 90s teen movie. I'm saying 90s because that's when I was watching them was in the 90s. But it has that, that feel of like little giants to me where it's just kind of like, I'm 100% not the audience for this show. But it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we had... Obviously, everybody's making a big deal out of out of the fact that it's Kamala Khan and it's uh, a different race. We're learning about the Pakistan race, which we we have Pakistani friends, so I think it's really cool to like learn more about something I didn't know before, and that's really neat. Uh, there's a lot of similarities. We're we're both Portuguese, so uh, there's things where it's like, oh, what do you do? You know, dating a boy that's not Portuguese or, or a girl not Portuguese, you know, <laughs> and and that whole thing. We've I'm sure we've heard that in the past, and so um, there's a lot of relatability to that. I think there's for a lot of people like. 
I remember my big fat Greek wedding watching that and being like, wow, that could have been just my Portuguese wedding and it would have been 100% the same. You know? <laughs> yeah, just different meals they cooked as well. <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> Slightly, yeah. Uh, but it, it, was, it was a lot of fun to watch. And I especially like the director had some really interesting shots where she'd be like falling back and then into the world again, a different world. Yeah. Creative stuff. Uh, and then like as she's riding on the bike, you'd see like the wall behind her have the animation. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting. Yeah, like she, she was driving in the car. I remember you see the that animated Miss um, Marvel flying next to her and stuff. Yeah. Uh, when she receives a text, it's like uh, she has lights in the room, like uh, starlights kind of spring- twinkling on the walls. And the text reads out in those same kind of lights behind her on the wall. It's like, yeah, that is just I know we've seen that before in some other movies, but it just looked really good the way they did it here. Yeah, I think it's Scott Pilgrim versus the world has yeah. has probably the best version I could remember. I especially like the one part where she's texting back and forth with the guy and the neon signs around him are the like the dot dot dots. You see like yeah. the dot dot dots hopping in the neon sign and then like an emoji. And it's like, oh, that's the text messages. It just looks like he's looking at his phone. But if you look at the signs around him, you're seeing mm-hmm. the responses to all his text. That was very creative. And I like that. Uh, yeah. I like this is a really good entry point, I think, for a lot of younger kids that maybe are starting to feel like, I mean, if you think about it. Tony Stark's old. Iron Man is an yeah. old movie now. That blows yeah. my mind a little bit, but it's 12 years old at this point. So it's Jeez. for old, old yeah. farts like us. <laughs> we're, we're on our way out, but they're doing, I think they're trying to keep us invested a little bit so that, you know, the next generation, our kids are watching these shows and we still want to take them to the shows and be a part of their, you know, entertainment and stuff like that. But yeah, it's definitely, it's exciting to me because it looks like the way they're positioning themselves and this coming out and the, the, uh, multiverse of madness that uh, america young actress that was in america it. Sa- uh, chavez yeah and these characters that are obviously you know teenagers or you know even younger it's great because it's exciting to me that they're starting a next generation of right. marvel heroes and we're going to see that and it's starting young and you know it's going to grow over time but i think it's going to be like we talked like uh before but maybe the x-men they're going to start to reintroduce them in a new light and it's going to be the teenage you know version of everybody and stuff so that'll be kind of fun well and there's the young justice as well there is actually a team made up of young event or young avengers oh, i'm sorry young justice is the other one yeah from the other <laughs> side of things yeah um but yeah so there, there is a world where all of these younger superheroes are working together and i really am looking forward to that massive 10-year you know end game kind of movie where we see old school avengers working alongside young avengers to you know really see the kind of like you know carol danvers working next to kamala khan on something and monica rambeau mm-hmm. too monica rambeau's in there as well that's, that's the three um it, it, this i liked this a lot of people were re- review bombing this show of course mm-hmm. they are because we have so many jerks out there they're review bombing yeah. it just because of race and it's like are you that's do you have so little going on in your life that you have <laughs> to take your time to log into imdb and review bomb a kid's show Ah, I mean, get a life. It's so crazy. If you have any interest in comic books or geek culture or any of this stuff, you should have, there should be no discrimination within you. No, you know, hatred of a different race. This is all about superheroes and alien creatures and uh, people from all different, you know, walks of life. And, you know, we're excited to embrace the, you know, characteristics that make them weird or unique or, you know, fun. So I like it. All right, John, we're going to be talking about a Minecraft spinoff. They're working on a real-time strategy game. What's the last real-time strategy game you played? It's been a bit, huh? 
Uh, you got to explain what a real time strategy game is. That's how long <laughs> it's been, guys. Starcraft. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was. Pro- I mean, I haven't played a lot of games like that. There was a. There was a Halo one. Um, Halo Wars. You played that without me, really? Yeah. 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 I played that for a while. That was. That was fun, but I don't. I don't know. I don't think I spent a ton of time playing it. Yeah. Um, I played Civ Six with you. Is that is that the same thing? Yeah, that's that's considered a yeah. like a. It's I think it's called a four D version of it. It's like an extreme, basically, version of real time strategy. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know how that how well that would do in a Minecraft. Like I don't know what that would really look like. From what we know so far, because it's it's just now kind of in the development phase, they're saying that you're going to be playing as a Steve like character and controlling uh, the mobs around you to attack basically piglins and and different normal enemies in Minecraft. Do you think mm-hmm. they could incorporate the Minecraft aspect into that game or is it just basically a Minecraft skin? Yeah, I think it's just a Minecraft skin. That doesn't sound like and even just when you think of the Minecraft gameplay, it doesn't have anything to share except for, you know, aesthetics, but the format is just so different the way it's played. So, I don't know how those would overlap each other at all, but yeah. I mean, if people like it, they like it so much they want to play it in a different type of game, then that's cool. That's good for them. Yeah. Can you think of other games that have changed genre and have found success? You you brought up a good one with Halo Wars. With Halo going to Halo Wars, because that made sense. You were part of those battles, now you just get to see it from a different angle. Can you think of any other games that do well changing genre like that? No, not really. I mean, even that with the Halo Wars, it wasn't a, a thriving success, or else they would have made sequels to it. So, I think it's kind of hard to... Once, you've, once you're established and you're known within a certain type of gameplay, I think it's hard to, to completely change your format like that. Yeah, I think it's all about building the world, though, is the key. Because if you have a mm-hmm. game, for example, if, you, if you're going with like, you know, uh, we'll go with World of Warcraft is, a, is the example I use. World of Warcraft is Warcraft, which was this uh, MOBA type game where you're trying to like control lanes and stuff like that. You're attacking. And then they're like, hey, let's just expand this world. And there, there was cutscenes and you know, like there's a good story in between. Let's let's go into that mm-hmm. story and expand the world. And then like literally they use the engine from the MOBA to make the first Warcraft game. And that created almost this new genre. I mean, it, it, I mean, it was using EverQuest and it was using RuneScape, but it ended it, it, it perfected those games so much that it became the gold standard um that's probably my best example of it but there have been others assassin's creed have a, a platformer that's with assassin's creed china india and russia that uh quite good but again those are all based off of building the world yeah well i mean to go like way back mario used to be you know a 2d game and then they had like mario kart and yeah. all these other expansions off of that that were really good hot. example uh, po- Pokemon as well. Pokemon Go was a huge success when that first came out. That was a, a big change in platform. And both Pokemon and Mario have joined in with Smash Bros. to create a fighting game. Yeah. yeah. What about Mario makes him so easily able to change genres? Because he's also in tennis with sports and stuff like that. Why is he able to change genres? Yeah. So I think it's just because such a, like you said, you know, they build the world and stuff like that. He's such an iconic character. His yeah. game was so big when it first came out. The different iterations of the early Mario games. Uh, that it it kind of he for a lot of people I think was the icon of video games. It yeah. wasn't you know yeah Atari came out before him and there's you know whatever Donkey Kong and other simple games before Mario. But then Mario was kind of like the the catalyst that ignited you know video games across the world. I think to a lot of at least a lot of players. And so he became the the you know like like Mickey Mouse is for Disney. Yeah, yeah you don't watch any Mickey Mouse shows anymore. They make them, but we don't watch That's them. But when you see those point. ears, you know exactly what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So you see Mario, you know exactly, you know, 
what that is. And then, yeah, it's easy to to take that. Like you're saying, he's, he's a skin. You could put anybody in a go-kart and say, you know, this is Zelda racing or something like that. But, you know, you put Mario in it and it sells because people expect a certain level of quality in the game and that they're going to like it like the original ones. Which a lot of that is to Nintendo's like stewardship of their characters as well. Hmm. They don't let a lot of people touch Mario. It's pretty much in-house for the most part. There's a couple examples of it not being that case. But there's also this care of making sure that, yes, high quality, great sound, family friendly, everybody else will be able to pick up that controller and be able to play the mm-hmm. game comfortably. Like for Mario Kart, it's a great example of this where uh, a total noob could play the game and still find fun in it while a professional can do the same exact thing, but perfect it. It's, it's not like you can't play a Mario, even Smash Brothers, like you can just press A and B and still play the game. But then if you're talking to the boys from round three who make a career out of it, (laughs) then you see a whole different version of it and you start to see the strategy behind it. And I don't see a lot of companies, specifically Mojang, which I think is punching above their weight now with with some of the plans that they've got. They try to do they try to copy the Pokemon Go thing and it failed. Um, I think this might be outside of their realm. Do you trust a smaller studio now bought by Microsoft, I will say? Right. So actually, they do have the Microsoft backing. Do you think they could carry the Minecraft brand? As big as, say, Nintendo did with the Mario brand. I don't know. I mean, Microsoft, if they they really see enough potential in it, they could put a lot of money into it and make sure it reaches some, you know, markers of success. But this idea of going to to this style of gameplay, I don't think is... I don't think it's hot right now. I don't think it's something that everybody really wants to see. So I think on the flip side, they should have pushed a little harder into that that uh, augmented reality version of the game that they're developing and really expand on it, keep developing it, keep growing it until augmented reality is in everyone's houses because it's coming. And it'll you'll you'll be the one that's already thoroughly developed with this massive world and, you know, easy uh, controls and interaction and stuff like that that's been tested for, you know, five, ten years. Yeah. So I think that's where Microsoft should put their money. Yeah. I, you know, I it's amazing how much they've impressed me. I will say that this isn't the company that made the Xbox uh original and like that this is a whole new company their their work with rare is i mean outstanding and an example of how things should be done uh satisfactory as well like if if, if xbox and satisfactory were to work together i'd be very happy because i feel the same vibe that i get from rare that i do from from the guys at whatever it is that does satisfactory i forgot already i watched the videos oh coffee stain there it is coffee Best stain there. Live pirate <laughs> is yelling at his ipod right now member of our discord check out our discord guys um, yeah, yeah. It, which I just put up a new new update video they put out. They're very good about communicating with their their player base. But yeah, it, it's it's a tough one. So we'll see. We'll follow up on this Minecraft spinoff that's working. We've already played and streamed the other Minecraft spinoffs. We show show them to you guys. Um, I will say, we're recording this the day before the Minecraft or the Microsoft and Bethesda announcements. If there is anything announced that's special and big, I will voice it back. I will cut it in right here. So you guys could hear it more, and uh, we'll go from there. We thought the Xbox showcase was going to be a lot smaller than it ended up being. So there's so much announcements that were revealed. We're actually going to do a full review of everything on the next Pushing Buttons coming out on Wednesday. But here are a couple of the biggest highlights that we're excited about around here. Xbox is teaming up with Riot Games. Uh, so all characters on League of Legends, all the champions on Valorant are going to be unlocked if you have Game Pass. Pretty cool. Overwatch 2 actually has a release date now, October 4th. And even more importantly, it's going to be free to play for the PvP stuff. 
the PVE, which is a new feature coming to Overwatch 2, not available in Overwatch 1, uh, that'll still be paid for, much like how Fortnite is. Uh, but the fact that it's free-to-play has me a little concerned. It's a new business model that's been, you know, of course, popular over the last five years and can be a problem. Uh, sea of Thieves, an example of how you do a game right, uh, has a huge update. Might be the biggest update since they've added the Volcanic Islands. You're going to be able to customize your ship and then save the ship with you. And customize it in a way we have never seen before. We're actually able to customize the interior and stuff like that. This gives players more of a personality, something to grind for. Uh, something that's been kind of lacking lately. I mean, the game's adding so much great content, and it's always free, so it's fantastic. But this was something really big, and, and it was something that was kind of needed. You could customize your character, but not your, your ship. Now you can. That's coming out in July. Uh, and then the thing that everybody's talking about is, of course, we got Starfield gameplay. Now, during the stream, when we were streaming it, we were saying, like, this feels like, you know, No Man's Skies. And that seems to be the comparison everybody's getting. There's a lot of Planetary exploration with over a thousand planets, which feels like it's way too many planets. The gameplay you could tell is going to be much more of a exploration-based game in comparison to maybe like a Fallout uh, comparison. Uh, yeah, but you're going to be exploring. You're going to be kind of mining. Yes, I'm not describing No Man's Guys. I'm describing Starfield. It looks beautiful, though. I think it's going to be a much more polished version of No Man's Guys, possibly. Uh, I I'm excited to see what the stories like. Can they have fun with the story? It feels too serious. Something like Outer Worlds does something similar, but is fun, and I'm, I'm enjoying myself, and it's a beautiful world to be in. Let's see if this can handle the same thing. Anyways, guys, there's a ton that got announced, and we're going to discuss it all on the next Pushing Buttons coming out on Wednesday. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, the Grammys have announced that they're going to be adding video game music as one of their genres uh, to win Grammys. Do you think that video game music deserves this kind of appreciation? Absolutely. I think that's a great idea because the the music in a game, I mean, it depends on the type of game you're playing, right? But if you're playing a really you know deep, engaging story game, the music is just as effective in the game as it is in a movie. It really has to tie you into the character and the situation and stuff like that. If it's not, then you're less invested in what's going on. You don't care. You're easily distracted. So some games, the, the music just completely makes the the scenario or the setting. So yeah, I think so a lot of games, their their music deserves to be nominated for awards. And the music, I feel like, adds so much to a video game. The Halo 2 soundtrack, that it's a masterpiece yeah. all onto its own, right? And I, I cannot yep. believe the damn series did not use it. That, that drove me absolutely nuts. And I'm watching the I, Halo I series, if, and they didn't use it. I wonder if they don't have all the rights to it. Oh, my God. Just get you a know, dude they, on a guitar they, already. <laughs> I want to hear well, it. Yeah, but... But they use a version of it, I think, in yeah. the end of the intro. But it's, it's a real not. Yeah, they don't, version, you, yeah. Yeah, they don't use the same same thing. But you know how uh, it was originally made by Bungie, Bungie. and then now three four three. Only three four three is making the show, right? So I wonder if there's some stuff that Bungie still has hmm. rights to. Yeah, I wonder if there's something where Bungie's still getting paid for every time they use that Halo music in the Halo games, because I know yeah, Halo Infinite certain, that, that music's there. It's a it's a more like high def version, you know how it is, but it's still mm -hmm. there. But there's something about and Halo One has a, a degree of it too. But Halo 2's version, where I, you yeah, can hear uh, as I'm saying that guitar. guitar just rip through it, yeah. and then you're imagining yourself <sighs> with that Warhawk just flying around at full speed. And <laughs> damn, that shit's good. Yeah, that was such a good game. I'm loving the show too, though. I I, I think they did a really good job. I'm looking forward to that continuing. Me and Daniel were just talking about it. He hasn't finished it yet, and he's like he's like, oh, I love all the fight scenes. And I'm like, what episode are you on? He's like, oh, I've only got one more to go. He's like, oh, get ready. There's a hell of a fight scene. 
<laughs> that final episode yeah. is amazing. I think I've seen all of them, but I'm, I have to see. I might I might not have finished this first all season. Right. I think I'll I did, though. I'll test you on it. There's a big twist <laughs> on what happens to Master Chief, specifically his body at the end of the series, at the end of season one. Do you know mm-hmm. what it is? That alone should tell you. No. Yeah, okay. my memory's not great, Ooh. but <laughs> I might not have seen it if I don't remember that. Their final twist, which I think kind of made a lot of people mad, myself was like, I'm ready for season two now because you guys did that. So check it out. Mm. It's pretty cool. Make sure you watch the end of that. Nice. Um, but yeah, I also feel like video game stories deserve a, a recognition. So maybe the Oscars can start pulling something in because l- let's be honest, the Oscars need help. We changed our better Oscars to an entirely different event because it's like, who the hell cares about the Oscars anymore? Yeah. Let's yeah. do most compelling video game story. Actually, we're yeah. going to add that well, to I ours think, <laughs> now that I'm saying it. Yeah. I think video games need to be considered as a form of entertainment, it, just like all these other platforms, just like movies and TV. You know, they should be included. I know the production and stuff is very different, and they're not part of the Screen Actors Guild and all that stuff. Um, but, the voice well, actors I don't know. Voice though. actors should be. The voice yeah. actors, okay. yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, they're, I think they should all of, be considered. There's a version of it, not yeah. necessarily the Screen Actors Guild, but they are a part of a guild, uh, usually. And speaking of, you know, different unions and stuff like that, that's finally starting to grow in U.S. development companies. But, mm. yeah, the way you said that, Jonathan, it's funny because it's like common sense to you, right? Like, these should be yeah. seen as on par as movies. But for a lot of the older generation, and we know the Oscars are ran by a bunch of old-ass people, mm. <laughs> it's still a kid's thing. <laughs> And it's like, yeah. what? It's detached from the mainstream watches movies in theater. That's date night. And then a lot of people like to sit and have their TV on while they're, you know, eating spaghetti for dinner or whatever. Yeah. But video games is just for, you know, young white males to sit in their bedroom and play video games. It's not to them. It's so not much. broad spectrum. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like everybody, you know, not everybody, every kind of people are into video games. It's not that right. it's a certain sect, but maybe, maybe it's still hard to be afforded by you know people that don't have access to the funds to buy that stuff but lower income families but there's a version uh, which of it. is unfortunate even, even mobile gaming still tells good stories and yeah, i just true. talked about this on our tiktok actually uh there's a report um yeah there was a report re- done recently during the e3 announcement oh actually the tiktok's going out today check it out guys the tiktok <laughs> came out on saturday um that said that 60 something percent of americans play video games that's a mm-hmm. huge chunk of the population to be a participant in video games and for it to be yeah. completely ignored. And you're telling yeah. me that the story of Clementine from the Walking, T- <laughs> Walking Dead Telltale Games is not on par yeah. with anything that won an Oscar in the last 10 years? Get out of here. Well, she's on yeah. that walkie-talkie. She thinks she's going to meet her parents again? <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. That's so good. Yeah, I think that'd be good. They, and if it doesn't, if it's not the Oscars, that's great. Let's move on to the next generation yeah. of who's going to lead this from the video game side. Build a, a entertainment, uh, you know, committee or whatever that's going to be rating and reviewing and giving awards to video game developers and add in TV and and movies and music while you're at it. And incorporate all, yeah. you know, which we have the game awards, right? We have the game awards, and this starting to gain in popularity. Jeff Keighley's the one that mm-hmm. runs it. Actually, they just had the summer game show or the summer game fest. You'll notice that we're not talking about it because nothing good got announced. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, they have their awards in December, which are pretty good, but they don't really go into like storytelling beats or, hey, this is a drama. Let's talk about that. I would like for it to be taken as seriously as the Oscars by that mm-hmm. sense, but really get into the story of it because there are times where I'm emotionally impacted by a, a video game far more than I could be. 
in a movie because I participated in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Something's got to be done. Yeah. Check out the Geek Face yeah, and like I said, like you're, you're in there, it, it depends on how engaging it is, but if it really pulls you in because of the, the lighting and how much your character actually has to struggle, how much you have to do for their struggle and, you know, the music, then you're really going to care and be genuinely emotional about this character in this game. But yeah, if they don't have those aspects, if it's very, you know, poorly done, cheaply done or whatever, then you're just going to be like, all right, I'll go around and shoot some whatever. And then, you know, you'll get bored with it quick. So. I think that's a testament to him. Yeah, I just finished a game called Canna Bridge of Spirits. I know I'm not saying the name 100% right. It's hard to pronounce. Canna Bridge of Spirits, guys. It's $25 <laughs> on, on Epic plus another 25% off. So go check that out. It's an indie. It was the best indie game of last year. And I finished it on. And the story, Jonathan, you're basically this person who's guiding spirits to the afterlife. And mm-hmm. you're going into this village that's been decimated. And you've, you like, there's like three different stories within it where you're helping spirits find each other. And they're so heartwarming. There's these two little kid spirits that are trying to find their older brother. And then you find out that basically like the older brother was looking for the kids and there's a storm that came and it's just so heartwarming. And when you finally mm-hmm. get them to meet and all three brothers walk into the afterlife together and you're like, all right, here to help. Time to go help the next spirit. That is such a good story that I'm sorry, doesn't compete with the latest Doctor Strange movie. I, I don't, yeah. you know, I wasn't emotionally attached to Doctor Strange in the last movie. And yet, Doctor Strange will win some, uh, you know, special effects awards. That's a shame. Yeah. 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 I agree. There's something out there. Okay. Let's get on to the next thing here before I get all emotional about Kenna Bridger Spirits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Everybody's worried about Twitter, Jonathan, because we got Mr. Musk over there throwing his cash around thinking he could buy the world. And he's thinking about he's going to buy mm-hmm. Twitter. Now he's thinking about backing out. So we don't know what's going to happen there. But that instability has people concerned about Twitter. Instagram is part of Facebook, or I'm sorry, Meta, let's all call it what it is now, and they steal a lot of your data. So people have been throwing out the idea like, oh, you know what we should use is Discord as like the new main social media platform. Do you think Discord can pick up that mantle? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't have the same same uh, ability, I think, that Facebook has. You don't have right. like a page where you post your own stuff and I don't know. I mean, I use Discord for us to talk and, you know, and message each other back and forth, but I don't see the same level of uh, communication that you see on like Facebook and Twitter. What's nice but about Discord is the fact that it's a community that basically we've welcomed in. So I'm not seeing mm-hmm. some family member four times over that I really don't care about, if I'm being honest with you, and what they're doing with their kids. <laughs> I'm seeing about what Tabby, my friend for the last 14 years, is doing with her kids and how they're getting ready to play Pokemon together. Like that's, yeah. that's tailor made for me. But you can do that on the other social medias, right? Just unfriend just all the people friend. that you don't really care about and just friend the ones that you do. There's, there's a level of like guilt though in that, right? I feel like I got to follow random person number 48 because <laughs> then otherwise like, oh, well, they know yeah. mom and then I'll hear about it from mom, <laughs> you know, something like that. Well, those, those random people can join your discord, right? And then you'll be talking to them about their cat and you're like, dude, I don't really care about your cat, but now you're in my discord. I guess I have the ability to kick them. Yeah, you're right. I think what it is is Discord, people don't know about it yet is why it's working well for me. Is people don't know about yeah. it. Yeah. But by the way, you guys can join our Discord. It's in the links in the description. And I'm oh, I'm willing to talk to you about your cat. So come in over your cat. <laughs> so should this work, let me let me lay out how it'll probably go then. Okay. We were the beginners pioneering Facebook back in the young, you know, youngin days. Oh yeah. And it was so great. And then all all the boomers came in and now it's like, okay, it's where people post pictures of the food and their cat and 
old people talk about their grandkids. And so now, you know, people have moved on to a bunch of different stuff. But if this happens and Discord becomes the next big platform, cool, we're going to be, you know, pioneering a, a new platform. But our kids, the next generation is going to move on past that. They're not yeah. going to want to stay where we are. We're going to be the boomers that are, you know, posting pictures of our kids and cats and stuff. So, yeah, there's going to be something else after that. I do feel like for some of the next generation, Generation Z, how old does that make me sound? Calling generations by their names. Generation Z. Is, no, which is, yeah. right? is that the youngest one right now? What I do, don't even know. Well, I'm wondering, what do, we, what do we do after Generation Z? We have to get into a different alphabet? Maybe we start again or we go Z-A, Z-B. I don't know. I don't mm. think we have to worry about it, John. I think by then we're, we're clocked out. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get a book and start naming them like Hurricanes. Oh, I like that idea. Or we could like name yeah. them after mythological Generation, character. Yeah. Generation Alexander. Yeah. Gener- Generation like Zeus. Oh, damn. That's yeah. a good one. <laughs> All right. So I think, so we, um, you know, we've had a lot of tragic events lately. And one of those tragic events, they found out that the perpetrator of that event was advertising mm-hmm. his future endeavors on his Discord. So it's like, oh, wow. you know, he didn't go to Facebook. He didn't go to Twitter. He went to Discord because that was his social media. So I think for that next generation, Discord might already be that place for them. Mm-hmm. But then, obviously, with Discord, the only people who saw it were his close knit of friends that he let into Discord. Is there? Do you think there's a way that we could open up Discord channels so that it could be um, discoverable by everybody, or is that opening up a Pandora's box? Yeah, I don't. I don't know, honestly. I mean, I don't. I don't use other social media platforms enough to know what people like and don't like you about really them. You really don't, actually. Yeah, you're the wrong one to talk yeah. about. <laughs> I don't. I hardly ever like. I get notifications from uh, Twitter, so sometimes I'll I'll just or not Twitter, sorry, Instagram. Yeah. So sometimes I'll open those and I'll follow it to whatever that post was. But I don't sit there and browse around like a lot of people do. Um, I go on Facebook sometimes, honestly, because Facebook Market. I, I'll buy stuff off of that sometimes, but I hardly ever uh, check in on the family because it's that's all it is. I love yeah. all my cousins and, and siblings and their kids and stuff, but that's all I'm seeing is all the cousins' kids in their soccer game and their birthday parties and stuff like that, which is great, but I I don't know. I, I prefer to just go on TikTok and swipe mindlessly and watch clip after clip that's tailored for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so what can Discord do to become the next big thing? What, what would they need to do? And do we want it to be the next big thing? Uh, well, I don't know. I think a lot of things come down to money too. So if there's a way for the streamers to really monetize discord, yeah, I think that would probably pull in a lot of the next generation, at least the gamer generation. Um, uh, the, the, to get all the people off of Facebook and Instagram, they just got to mimic a lot of the features they have. Right. And I don't think we want that because it's going to kind of break discord. So I'd say stay in their lane and stay, you know, niche, but I, I actually know. agree That's with you. Me. Yeah. Because I think one of the big things missing out of Discord is the ability to be discovered. So we use Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to advertise our Discord. Not advertise, but share, you know. Um, Because there's no way for Discord. Well, there is once you hit a certain threshold, which is, you know, unfathomable. But I've never heard of somebody hopping on Discord and like, oh, let me look around in groups. No, you're going to your favorite streamer's Discord or favorite podcaster's Discord, this one. and, And doing what you need to do that way. Because you like if you hop on Twitter and I'm scrolling through Twitter, I'll see my friends retweeting somebody else that I don't know. And maybe I find them interesting and will follow up on them or Instagram. Like after you get past the daily feed, you get to what I would consider the good stuff. It's usually dog videos for me. (laughs) It's just just suggesting dog videos. Funny enough, that's Mm -hmm. how my TikTok is, too. So I think I might have a thing about dog videos. Um, But yeah, I think that's 
I think that's what Discord's missing, and it might be the thing I want to make sure they don't adopt is discoverability. They need like a lobby, right, where somebody can enter in this lobby and then they can see all the there different we go. tables, all the different you know uh, channels that they can watch, and then ask and if permission you want to join to be, them. Yeah, if you want to be discoverable, you put you set your your channel to wide open to whoever walks in. And if you don't, you can make it to where they could see you, but they have to ask permission, or you can make it to where you can't be seen at all and your channel is just private. I think yeah. that'd be fine. Discord has many tools that we love. I mean, we have people who are participating in our Discord. They see X amount of channels, but we actually have about double that for all of the tools that we use for like podcasting stuff, sending each other mm-hmm. recording links. Matter of fact, the video recording for this is using Discord. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that Discord does that we, we really appreciate. But um, yeah, I'm almost kind of don't want them to mess it up at all. Do you think Discord can fight for the audience of Zoom? Can it be used for, you know, school and and other things better than Zoom is? It already is doing better than Zoom is. It's just that they don't have their built-in features. So to kind of behind the scenes, guys, what we're doing for this video right now, we could go to Zoom, but Zoom to go high def, like to go really high def, you got to pay an exorbitant amount. You have to be a full-fledged, big-ass company. Discord, Mm -hmm. we're going high def, and then I'm using Streamlabs or OBS to capture that video in 1080p so uh you know it's it's one of those things where it's like zoom can do this but they're trying to monetize it so much that they make it to where it's unwelcoming when if you know how to use discord and screen capture technology which both are free then you could get that super duper high def that you want which is what we have right now and it's working well plus i i edit the video down to something of use later on but yeah it's a shame that i i think discord could really smash that zoom because there's also Slack. I don't know if you guys use Slack, but I use I used to use Slack a lot for business. It's basically business version of Discord, but it doesn't have the video stuff like this. But uh, I think Discord can replace Slack as well. Does Discord so Zoom, as far as I understand, is primarily web based. You can download Zoom and run it through your app on your desktop, but you can just go to the website, send someone a link, and you guys are both on. Does Discord yeah. have something like that too? Yeah, where you ahead. have to download it. Di- oh, okay. Yeah, Discord can be used. Oh, okay. We've interviewed people through Discord, and I just like here's a link. It'll take you to the browser. That's enough. So yeah, it, oh, okay. it does have that. Just like just like Zoom That's has. Because I use the Zoom program yeah. far more than I use the Zoom actual browser. Okay. To wrap things up, uh, go check out our TikTok, guys. I want to make sure to shout that out. Uh, we've been doing a lot more news over there. We talk about Diablo Immortal costing up to $110,000 for a maxed out character. We talk about uh, Joker 2 just getting confirmed uh, and what they're going to be doing with that. All kinds of things. Jonathan, before we go, what is your suggestion of the week for people to go check out? Any recommendation for comic books, movies, TVs, or video games? Oh, gosh. Strange New Worlds has been so good. So yeah. definitely watch that. If you haven't seen Stranger Things, oh, my God. That was Daniel's suggestion That's last such... week. <laughs> Stranger yeah. Things, yeah. Um, I've been watching a lot of stuff lately. I just can't think of what else off the top of my head. But it's right now is such a good time to be watching shows. But yeah, and the Halo series, if you haven't seen that, I think I didn't finish the last episode now that I think about it. But <laughs> check that out. It's really good. We live in a pinnacle time of television. I, I, I actually am watching almost all new shows right now and the mm-hmm. Orville. I'm rewatching Orville from the beginning. Oh, I have to do that too. Yeah, I, you the, do. the season three is coming out and it's on Hulu. I just, I got to have the time to sit down and watch them all again. I'm watching Such the old ones and I'm like, oh, that's right. This is the next generation. I forgot that they basically just did the same thing again. And it's awesome. <laughs> all right. My suggestion, yeah. guys, is The Boys. It's on one of the amazing shows we're watching right now. It's on Amazon. Um, my review for it is... Check it out if you want a very edgy version of a superhero show that is embracing uh, some of the social dynamics that we're dealing with today of like fascism 
and stuff like that that we're dealing with unfortunately today and how um and stuff like that so check it out guys uh, if you like some of the storyline from season two they're enhancing it they're actually making it even more relatable for season three and when i've spo spoken to a lot of my friends that uh, do read comic books they find that uh they're not read they read all of these comic books um they find that it's actually even better than the comics which is very impressive uh, so check out the boys guys we'll do a full review when the season ends um but i'm on the edge of my seat already only four episodes in that fourth one i think might have been the best episode really uh, uh very very good um but yeah that's that's it for us today i want to make sure to shout out our uh a brand new company that we're big fans of called pn dub games pn dub games uh this is a brand new retro video game company that's selling uh retro video games and old xbox 360 games that you've been hankering for if i could find mercenaries i'll buy it stuff like that we're going to link to their mercari shop in the description uh this is kevin from trek freaks his brand new company so go check it out and support our buddy as he's starting it's already thriving honestly guys you might have been sold out of what you're looking for already he's actually been kicking butt on that so check it out it's his brand new business and we're real proud of him that's it for us this week we'll see you guys next week bye bye for joining us on the geek freaks podcast you can find us on twitter at geek freaks pod we're also on facebook instagram you can email us we have our patreon and a store all those links are in the description thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys next week